Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey there. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Burt Not Ernie Show podcast, getting the promises of God into the people of God, one podcast episode at a time. And this is episode number 80, the big eight zero. Today, we're going to look at the promises that we can find in a New Testament book, First Thessalonians, which is a letter that the Apostle Paul penned or wrote to the church at Thessalonica, chapter five of this book, verse 24. So First Thessalonians 5, 24, in case you want to like read it later on. I'll say it really, really slowly like that. Okay. Um, Today's episode is sponsored by The Power of God's Will, 40 Days of God's Promises. And that book is on sale now at Amazon at a temporary low price, the lowest price of the year, $7.75, normally $9.75. And you can find that at Amazon today. First Thessalonians 5. 24. I'm doing that slow talking thing again to get your attention. I'm going to read from the Amplified and here is what it says. Faithful and absolutely trustworthy is he who is calling you to himself for your salvation and he will do it. He will fulfill his call by making you holy, guarding you, watching over you and protecting you as his own. Oh, wow. You know, does anybody else out there listening out there in the podcast world, does anybody else just love God's word? Reading it, hearing it, um, you know, I just love it. Verses like this one. And there are literally, I'm telling you the truth here. I speak truth to you. There are literally thousands of them in the Bible, verses like this. Uh, they hold within them more blessing. Just just take this one verse, this one verse. First Thessalonians 5.24, one verse holds within it more blessing more encouragement, more fire to get you going, get you excited than all the words that any mere human being could ever, ever speak to you in a lifetime. I really do believe that. It's, it's just the truth. You, it's, it, the word of God is alive. It's living and active is what Hebrews tells us. And having that understanding when you read it, when you hear it, uh, that alone, that verse from Hebrews about God's word being living and active is such a big promise that it encompasses all of the other promises in God's word. You can expect it to do amazing things in your life for you. You know, let the word of God work for you on your behalf, right? Don't be a doubter, be a believer. It is, if God is for you and his living word is for you, then why would you ever be against yourself? Like, that's what I mean when I say that uh, the encouragement that we get from one verse is more than any person could speak to you in a lifetime. It's amazing. The word of God is tremendous. The word of God is so powerful. This is life change in a handful of words. I'm going to say that again. 
life change contained in a handful of words from the Bible. This is the real thing. Nothing compares to God's word. Nothing. I really mean that, nothing. Okay, so who is this Lord who is making us all of these many promises? And there are several just in this one verse. He, here's who he is. I'll tell you who he is. I'm so glad you asked. Let me tell you who he is. He is faithful. Is he not? He is absolutely trustworthy. Is he not? That's who he is. The one making the promise here is faithful and absolutely trustworthy. It's who he is, so he can't not be that. Your promise maker is faithful and he cannot be unfaithful, period. Your promise maker is absolutely trustworthy and he will never do one single thing that will ever deem him untrustworthy, period. The promise maker is also the promise keeper and it is he who has called you to himself. Think about that. That's amazing. This verse says that God is the one who will do what he intended to do. Now that takes a lot of the pressure off, doesn't it? Like all the pressure is off when we think of it that way. He's the one who promised and he's the one who will do it. Ooh, that's that's good news for us. That does not mean that I can pull off a weekly podcast episode like this one or a live video in my prayer group, which I'm going to do as soon as I get done recording this podcast episode. I can't, uh, you know, work on the prayer journal, but that's my afternoon task to see if I can get the next level of edits done for that. You see what I'm saying? Like, I can't not do anything and have that happen. This podcast will not happen if I don't do something. My prayer group, there's not going to be a live video about Psalm 91 verse 8 today if I don't do something. The prayer journal is not going to magically get the final rounds of um, formatting done if I don't do something, right? None of it happens without me doing anything, but the pressure is off. The pressure is off. And frankly, for me, type A personality, uh, if you know much about the Enneagram, I definitely would be an investigator, a researcher, a thinker, a five. You know, that's the the doing stuff. The doing stuff is what comes very naturally to me. And so I can end up with the pressure on. But it's so great to remember that's not from God. The pressure is actually off. It's off. It's, it's good for me to say, hey, Jan, guess what? Per this verse and per everything that I read in the word of God, if one person downloads a podcast episode or a thousand today, the pressure's off me. It was never put on me by the Lord. If one person watches the video in the prayer group or every single member does, the pressure is off of me because God never put that burden on me. Same is true for you. Um, my work, your work is to be obedient And to trust God to do what it is that he wants done. But that obedience does not usually mean sitting on my hands, resting on my laurels, doing a whole lot of nothing. You know, look, to just be absolutely blunt about it, let me put it this way. God cannot bless what I will not do. God cannot bless what I will not do. If he has called you to a season of rest and that happens, you better believe that happens. Uh, Usually it's in a couple of areas of life at most, you know, like to slow down, pare back, um, just to rest. He doesn't usually say do absolutely nothing, like never get out of bed. That is, um, mm, I'm not sure how restful that actually would be. You know what I'm getting at there. But if he has called you to a season of rest in say some certain area of your life, then you need to honor him and you need to show your love for him by obeying his call to rest. Okay. 
And I think for a lot of us, that absolutely could be true. I think a lot of us found out during 2020 um, how unrestful our lives were. And we discovered things like meals around the table, playing board games with our kids, things that we had forgotten or had maybe never even really done as a family unit because we start working and then we have kids and we keep working and we run to their activities, um, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm quoting, I'm trying to say that like the king and I, et cetera, et cetera. We just go and we go and we go and we go. And so all of us learned that there's a level of rest we have not had. So it's hard for us as as an American, it's hard to just really rest. But we show, you know, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me. And so we show our love to God and we obey him. So if there's an area he's calling you to rest, by golly, get after that big time. However, and this is a big, really big capital H, however, in light of today's verse and the promises that we see therein, however, not doing the work that God has called you to be doing and calling that resting, that's not a safe bet at all. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength, all your strength. You can't love him in all my strength. It doesn't work that way. You can't listen to this podcast, get fired up maybe, and then just go do nothing with whatever it is that he has put in your hand. What has he called you to do? Look, loving God with all your strength is absolutely God's will for you and for all who are disciples of Jesus. That does not sound like doing nothing, right? It sounds like someone who will do what God wants them to do and will do it as well as they can. Not talking about perfection here, talking about um, your, your heart, your devotion. You know, are you in this thing because you love Jesus or is it like, yeah, I'm just going to do this because God said to do it, but I don't want to. Not like that. Do it as well as you can with a fully devoted heart because you just love the Lord and who will also at the same time simultaneously leave all of the results to God. Is this a hard teaching? Yes, for me, it absolutely is probably for some of you too. the leave the results to God. That burden is not on you. To I mean, I mean it when I say, uh, hey, Jan, it doesn't matter if it's one download or a thousand downloads today of this podcast. Does not matter. It does not matter. I leave that in the Lord's hand. The pressure is off. That's hard for me. Anybody else like is that you should I mean, somebody should just like let me know if that is hard for them. I don't want to be the only one in that boat. Okay, so um, God is no less the great I am on this day. The very day you're hearing this, God is no less the great I am today than he was on the day that he said those words to Moses in the desert thousands of years ago. He is no less the great I am. God cannot bless what you will not do. So be about doing what he has told you to be doing. But don't internalize the end result of that doing. Don't internalize the end result of that doing. Don't let that become your identity. What you do is not who you are, and it never, ever will be. But what you do is an indicator of whose you are, and that is as it should be. Should I say that one more time? What you do is not who you are, and it never, ever will be. But what you do is an indicator of whose you are, and that is as it should be. He will, God will fulfill his call by making you holy, guarding you, watching over you and protecting you as his own. 
Okay, that word will, that tells us that this is a promise and it assures us that we are not under the gun to make God's promises somehow happen. But what is he promising to do here exactly? To make you, to make me holy, to guard us, to watch over us, to protect us as his own. This is pretty great stuff, really. Guard us. Uh, yes, please. Absolutely. Watch over us. Oh, yeah. More of that, please, Lord. Make us holy. Uh, that process sometimes is, uh, you know, it's got some growing pains involved in that. And, um, oh, but you know what? It's his will. And so it's what he's going to do. What's what he ought to do? It's his good and pleasing and perfect will, right? So of course he ought to do that. Since he has promised to make us holy, then we know he's going to keep that promise and protect us as his own. Don't miss this as his own. Okay, you were bought with a price, my friend. And that price was the precious blood of God's only son. The value is inestimable. We can't count it. And so that makes you highly valued because you are highly valuable. You are highly valued because you are highly valuable and you are highly valuable. We know this based on the price that was paid to, um, the, well, you were bought with a price, the price that was paid to purchase you, your freedom, your eternal salvation. The price was Jesus's blood. And so you are, you are highly valuable. You are valued by the most high God. He will today and tomorrow and next week and all through 2022 and so on, protect you as his own, as this verse says. Why? Because you're his. He owns you. Ownership rights belong to the Lord most high. Um, there is not another relationship I'm ever going to be comfortable saying that about. You know, ownership rights, uh, not a good thing in a dating relationship, parents with children, um, in a marriage, uh, in a, in a church role with a pastor and the congregants, like uh, ownership rights, uh, uh only one time will I ever say, will I ever say that ownership rights are like a legit thing in a relationship. And that is in your relationship with the Lord, because you were bought at a price. You see, I'm referencing it back to the word of God. I'm referencing it back to the word of God, the word of God, the new Testament says, Paul wrote, you are bought with a price, the precious blood of Jesus. And so he does have ownership rights in the sense of you're his, you are his, you belong to Jesus. It's a beautiful thing. It's not the negative connotations that ownership rights in any other relationship or scenario would imply, right? It's freedom in Christ. And so we want to let him have hold of our life, if that makes sense, fully, like he does and he ought to, but sometimes, man, we're grabbing after it. You know what I mean? Like, let me hang on to this part. Or we have a death grip on some area and one day the Holy Spirit just shows us, look at this right here. You're hanging on to this with a death grip and you go, oh, I didn't even know. Let him have ownership over every part of your life as he reveals it step by step by step, you know, portion of your life, area of your life, the rooms of your heart. You've heard that analogy, right? And then as he opens up, let him open up every closet and every pantry and every nook and cranny and clean it out and make it what he wants it to be. Uh, I don't expect that anybody on this planet would uh, come to Jesus and then instantly have every portion of their life laid bare before him because there are things we don't even know are tucked away in there. But as he shows you, say, oh, that's yours. You can have that. You own that. 
I'm not, um, I'm not all tied up in knots about it anymore. And I'm certainly not loving it more than I love you, Lord. So you can have it. I'm not going to hang on to it. I'm going to hang on to you. You can have it. Okay. Boy, that was a lot of, uh, a lot more talking maybe than you needed me to do for you to understand that concept, which you probably already understood anyway. Thank you for bearing with me as I talk excitedly about God's word week after week. I really do appreciate it. So, okay, you are his. Do not try to wrestle the things in your life that you have given to him back from him. Don't try to wrestle those back from him. I'm not talking about, you know, I will not let you go until you bless me all the way back from the book of Genesis in, in the book of, not from, in the book of Genesis, where Jacob is like, I will not let you go till you bless me. And God did bless him. He got up from there. He walked with a limp for the rest of his life because God touched him in his hip socket and, and left his mark on him. He was now a marked man with every step he took. Jacob knew and everybody who watched him walk knew he was a different person. And God changed his name from Jacob to Israel. You want to, you want to hang on and wrestle to God, like for that kind of life change. Oh man, do it. Do it because that life change impacted a nation, Israel. His name became Israel and it is to this day the nation of Israel. That's that's an okay kind of wrestling with God, but don't wrestle back from him. Um, I want to be in charge of whether or not uh, I tithe or, or what. It, pick something, right? Pick something. I want to be in charge of whether or not I uh, date who I want to date. Well, that person's really, you know, maybe... They might be a raging alcoholic and they don't know Jesus from a hole in the wall. Well, I'm going to convert them. Okay, well, if God said no, don't wrestle it back from him. Just speaking in generalities here. You know what I mean? You take that and apply it to every situation. Don't think that gives you permission to go run off to somebody and hammer them over the head and say, I heard this lady and she said I could beat you up about this person you're dating. Okay, look, just apply it to your own life. Don't wrestle it back. You know what that area is for you that you tend to want to take back from him. We all have them. It's the fight against the flesh. We're going to battle it until our last breath. Just try not to, right? Remember, oh, no, no, I don't. I don't. It's, it's in good hands. I'm going to leave it there. Um, it's, just, it's like you're in good hands with all state. You actually are in good hands with the Lord. You really are. Whose else hands would you want to be in? Nobody's. Uh, you got a good deal. When you gave your life to Jesus, sometimes we need to be reminded of that. You got a good deal when you gave your life to Jesus. Let it stay there. Let your life stay right there. Remind yourself that it was a very, very wise trade that you made. This, it's like, here's the deal. I can run my own life and I can eventually in this life and for all of eternity face all of the consequences for running my own life and for all of my own sins. And we all have them or I can remember that I made a trade. That's not the, that's that's not my deal anymore. My deal now is that Jesus died to give me this life and that's the life I now live in this body. Live that life and live it right now. Live it today. Don't wait for tomorrow. Don't wait for this evening. Don't do it. You know, you can do a hard reset. Uh, in the next second, you don't have to wait till tomorrow morning or next month or the new year. Uh, uh-uh, that's a lie from the pit of hell. You can do a hard reset now. You don't have to, you know, you've heard that saying, um, it's not a bad life. It's not, it's just a bad day. I like to take that a whole lot farther and say, it's not even a bad day. It was a bad couple of seconds. It was a bad minute and I'm over it in Jesus name. And I'm doing a hard reset right now. Live the life. Jesus died to give you and live it now. He has promised to protect you as his own. 
that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And because it's such a good thing, Satan is always going to try to sneak in there and tell you that it's somehow not a good thing. Maybe it's not such a good thing. Are you sure? Oh, can you trust him? You know what? Get thee behind me, Satan, for you have not in mind the things of God, but the things of man or the things of hell is really what Satan has in mind. So you know what? It's a good thing. It will never stop being a good thing. He has promised to protect you as his own, not to protect you as your own, not to protect you as you do whatever you want to do. And God will just chase along behind you, making sure cleaning up your messes, sweeping up behind you and protecting you from everything under the sun that can happen, which is a lot. No, no, no. He will protect you as his own. So let that happen. And do not fight against being owned by the Lord. It's a good thing. Embrace it and then receive all of the blessing that comes with being God's. All right. I am, I actually think I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to end about 10 minutes earlier than I usually do today. And that's okay. Um, Have a blessed day, everybody. And really, I hope you take some time to think about this. Think about 1 Thessalonians 5.24. It'll in the amplified, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, it's a good word. It's an encouraging word full of hope and promise and just real life. God's word brings life. Does it not? I want you to have just the most in this life that God has for you. Not some, I mean like the most, just the maximum filled to the brim and then let it just, just flow out over the sides all over onto everything else because you're getting so much. You're getting the most that you can get because God is the most, right? And so we want, I want you to get the most. I have prayed for you today. I prayed for everybody who is going to listen to this podcast episode. I know God hears and I know God answers prayers. And so I want to challenge you with this. Expect to see him move in your life. Even today, this very day, you have been prayed for and God answers prayers. He sees you and he's moving. And uh, remember, one last reminder, today's episode is sponsored by The Power of God's Will, 40 Days of God's Promises, devotional, on sale at Amazon at a lower price than normal for a very short time. All right. I will see you back here next time for episode 81. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.